first time here, we welcome you. If you guys are just tuning in, be sure to just share the message. I think there's going to be something for everybody because God's always got something for everybody, right? So he's, he's full of good gifts. This is what's been going on um, the last few, few weeks, really, maybe even the, up to a month. The Lord's just really been and just running his theme in my, my life and my, my heart and the body of church and in Christ itself. And I really think today is just a time that, uh, you know, the, the Lord is going to show us some things. And, and I, I, I really go back to the title with this. Every day matters. Now, it's kind of two, two folds there. Every day matters, you know. But also every day matters. There's things in, in every day that matter. And you say, wow, buddy, that's really, uh, you know, a real eye opener. Well, I tell you what, it's been a real eye opener because when I see things on TV and things in the news, I go, wow, what are we really focused on? And what I'm starting to see is this. It seems like that we have an urgency about everything in the world today with the exception of following what God says about his word. Now, if it's bad news, it'll travel fast, right? If it's terrible news, it's even faster. How often do you hear them say, man, let me tell you what God's doing. What channel is that on? You know, you have to search for it. You can find a few. But wouldn't it be amazing if that's what we do? We start sharing and shining our light. Because, you know, what? as the church, as body of believers, God is counting on us. So, you know, if we want to look at anybody, I always say I'm preaching to me first. It's another great place to say it because, you know what, we should be about what God wants us to do all the time. And sometimes it's easier than others. Can I get an amen? Some days it's just easier to walk with the Lord. But you know what? The thing is, we can always trust him. How many of things change in an instant? We were talking about that. Me and Aunt Peggy was talking about it this morning. She said, but you know what, honey? The Lord never changes. I said, you're right. And I need some stability in my life all the time. How about you guys? I need to know no matter, even when I miss it, when I play the wrong chord 16 times, if God says, you know what? I'm going to keep loving you. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on doing. Because it's bigger than just what we see. It's the big picture. It's what, what God sees in our heart. So with that being said, I want to roll in here. Like I said, today's topic really just starts, starts setting it all in place, man. Every day matters. And not only that, every day counts, but within each day, there's a lot of things that we need to pay attention to. How we respond to one another. How we respond to different situations. How, who are we following? How are we representing God? Let me ask you this. At your work, do they know what you believe? Not because of what you say. Not because of your bumper sticker. But because how you respond, how you can, you know, take time with people, how you, maybe you pray with people. And I realize that this day and time, which is crazy with church, I mean, not with church, but school and things like that. You know, sometimes people are a little funny about praying and things like that. But you know what? I believe that God will give you opportunities within those situations. And you know what? We can always pray, right? So I want to encourage you to, to stand up for who you are in Christ because you know the Lord sure did for, for letting us know how much he loves us. So we've already got the scripture up there, and I think this is a good one for you guys to hide in your heart and just speak out your life each and every day. Psalm 118.24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What would happen if you put that in your heart and every morning you got up? That was, that was on your lips. It would sound a lot different. Oh, my back, my knee, my ear, my, my everything, right? I'm not coming down on that because I, I, a lot of times, I, like I said, sometimes I sound like somebody stepping on a box of saltines when I get out of bed. <laughs> you know? But my heart condition can be this. When I set my eyes on the things of the Lord. When I already make the decision. You know, some people have been saying, how's your day going? I said, I already, I'm already picking good. And, and I say that half joking, but I'm programming my mind. I'm already, I'm already going to pick that it's good. You know, I heard a story a long time ago that helped me kind of get that mindset. There was a lady in a nursing home and she was blind. 
And uh, she had been there for some time, and they said, look, we're going to have to come move you tomorrow and put you in another room. She said, well, I've been here so long and everything. Why do you got to move me? She said, well, you know, we're expanding and changing. We just got to move you. So the next day, they come to get this lady. And, and they said, well, are you ready to move? She said, yes, it's going to be wonderful. I can't wait to go. And they said, well, well, how do you know? We haven't even been there. She said, I've already made up my mind. That'll preach right there. She had already made up her mind that, you know what, it's going to be good. Now, look, I understand that, you know, when we twist our ankle or things like that, we don't go, woo, praise the Lord. Can't wait to, bend, can't wait to cut my finger, you know. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying in the middle of that, we go, you know what, God, you're still good. And sometimes it's hard to remember that. But that's why, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we come along and encourage folks. You know, love on them where they are. So, you know what? It is a choice to rejoice. Let me hear you say it. It's a choice to rejoice. So, what choice are you going to make today? We're going to rejoice. Man, the Lord has given us another day. I think about different things. On, and, and I said it earlier. Things can change in an instant. You know, we just come off of 9 11 and that's always close to our heart how fast things can change. I'm sure that those folks, when they left that morning, thought, well, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to have pizza today or lasagna or TV dinner, never knowing that that was going to be their last breath that they took. We don't know that either. But I don't think we got to live in fear. We live in faith. And we go, man, you know what? If it does come today, guess what? I am assured by what Jesus Christ has done on the cross and my faith in that where I'm going. Can I get an amen? That's why every time I preach, every time I go somewhere, I always want to make sure that they understand this is the message. All the other stuff is good stuff. The message is the gospel, the good news, that Jesus Christ come and paid our sin debt in full, all is sin, and fall short of the glory of God. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus, through his shed blood on the cross. He paid our sin debt in full, and he died and he rose on the third day. That's the message all day long, all day long. So here's the thing. So many people don't want to hear that message. You know what's even worse? I think this is worse. People have heard the message and they've hardened their heart. They go, yeah, I know that. Well, you can know a lot of things, but you've got to receive it. Amen. And that's what I pray today, that we receive that. Because you know what? We have a choice. We can choose to, to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, or we can reject that. And how many know there's only one way to heaven? Everybody said, amen. So with that being said, I want to roll into a few things. You have a choice each day to choose your attitude. I've used this the last couple times, but since we're trying to get this thing cooled down a little bit, can anybody tell me what this is? It's a thermostat. What does it do? It sets the temperature for the room. I believe as Christians, we should be the thermostat to set the attitude and the temperature in the room. Can somebody say amen? We have the ability through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives to turn around and, and represent him, or as my friend likes to say sometimes, represent him. To represent him. I say it again, just something to think about. Do the folks know that you're a believer? Not because you're sticker, not because the fish are in your car, not because you say so, but because you know what? They've seen Christ lived out in your life. I know we all got to make adjustments, but I'm going to tell you what. A lot of it is the company that we keep and everything else. And I'm not saying, hey, go into the highways and the hedges. That's what he tells us to do. But I said this last week, if you're in a relationship that's toxic and bringing you away from God, you might want to reevaluate that. Got a little story for you. Heard the story the other day and I said, man, that is perfect. How many people got dogs in here? How many people, dog might have a flea on them every now and then. 
I'll just go ahead every now and then. Oh, my dog doesn't have fleas. Yeah. I think all dogs probably have fleas at some time or another. I don't know, but I'm going to get to the story. I heard that a little bitty, teeny, itsy-bitsy flea has the ability to jump 36 inches, three foot, 36 inch vertical. Boop. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Now everybody's going to go home and brush their dog. You say, what does that have to do with anything? They did a test. They took, they took some of those fleas and they put them in a little mason jar and they put a lid on it. And the first little bit, guess what? That flea was going boing, boing, hitting his head. Jumping up and down. And then after a while, he jumped just about that much from the top. And then a little bit more from the top. And then those fleas had babies. Guess what? And the babies never jumped to the top. They just jumped about here. And those babies had babies, and, and, and they would only jump just a little bit and a little bit. You see where I'm going with this. See, what happened, the, their surroundings in their lid kept them compressed and suppressed away from that. There's things in our life, now I'm coming with it now, in our life that we put a lid on how far you grow, how far you jump, and how far you go. It might not be a mason jar, but it could be the company you keep. It could be keeping the Bible shut. It could be all those different things. So I want to encourage you today to take the lid off, whatever that lid is, maybe the Lord will identify that today. Because you know what? God has great plans for us. But you can see just in that, that little application of that, you see it too. You see things in life, and, and it doesn't take long if your children are hanging out with somebody else that they didn't hang out with. Guess what? We don't talk like that. We don't say that. What's happening? Influence is a powerful thing. But if you open this right here, and you allow God's word to influence your heart, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. He's a chain breaker. He's all those things. And so with that being said, I want you to take a look at that today because there just might be something in our life that's just keeping us back. I looked at this. I said, you know what? You, you turn around, you look at this different things here. As, as our children grow and think we want to see them to do well, we want to give them better things, we want to do different things, but we want to encourage them as well. It amazes me to go in the grocery store sometimes and get in line behind somebody the way they talk to their children now. Oh, it's more coming. And it really amazes me how some of the children talk to their parents. Because you would be saying, oh, you know our pastor Gumby? Because his dad done smacked all his teeth out of his mouth when I was about 12. If I said something like that, there was no way it would happen. But, you know, you're looking at these things and you go, what, what happened to the respect? What happened to the love? What happened to, to just treating people, people like we should? It's crazy. So today I hope we take a good evaluation of what's going on because every Day matters, and there's everyday matters that we need to tend to. Amen? So, everybody doing good? Take out your handouts. We're going to do a little writing. We're going to do a little preaching and teaching today. Everybody say, good? Good. Here we go. So, the Lord was showing me this. We really need to take a daily review of our life, don't we? If we're just going to break it down in days, sometimes it's a minute at a time. Sometimes it's the 10-second rule. You know what I mean? Amen. But look at this. I said our scripture today, when we go back to it, Psalm 18, uh, 118, 24. It says, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And I said, this ought to be a real easy one to remember. If you can just remember Psalm 118, there's 24 hours in a day. So I'm capturing this in a 24-hour in a, in a period, right? This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Get that in your heart. 
Get that in your giving. Get that in your serving. Get that in your, your attitude towards your family and your friends and everything else and see what happens. But take a look at some of the scriptures that the Lord. And, and by the way, if you start looking up scriptures through your Bible about being encouraged and, and, and having a good attitude versus a bad attitude, uh, I could have filled this screen up many, many times. So if the Lord says something about that, I'm telling you, he knows we're going to have a problem with it from time to time. Let's take a look at this. Proverbs 17.22 said, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Man, life is just so daily, isn't it? It's just so daily. You know, we just kind of laugh at I'm going about it. So, so we're dealing with life as a, a piece at a time, but we're also dealing with life a choice at a time. Now, I, I want to give you all some stuff. You know, I look at statistics and everything else. This is from John Hopkins, right? It says people with a family history of heart disease who also had a positive outlook were one third less likely to have a heart attack or other cardiovascular events within five to 25 years than those with a negative outlook. How many people are going to change their attitude now? <laughs> right. I was reading further on. They said, you know what? And I know it's hard to do. And I'm not talking about positive thinking. I'm talking about when you got the joy of the Lord in your life and you understand what he's done for you and what he saved you from and what he set you in the family of God to do to use your gift that he's blessed you with for the time of this generation. It starts changing the way we look at things. So, you know what they said? Even when, when you smile, it does something different with the endorphins in your brain, releases things in your brain that help. Your, your, your heart and all these different things. I'm just giving you some, some science stuff there. So if you come and you got a shovel lip all the time like this, I don't know. How was school? I don't know. Yeah. How was work? Man, down there, I mean, it's like, like they could just plow the whole driveway. Guess what? I ain't kidding. Don't point at nobody. It's probably us, right? It is. And then they get mad if you were happy. Let me wipe that smile off their face. You just have no idea what I've been doing. Yeah. It, but, but it's a choice. I'm never minimizing anybody's rough day, things that they're going through. What I'm trying to do is maximize getting our eyes on the Lord and his word in our heart so that we can keep moving forward. I'm going to tell you, does negativity breed positive? No. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I might have told you all this last week. I, I, I had a guy come in. About this time last year, he came in not too long ago when I was working on some of these messages. Is this worth repeating? Um, and I saw this guy and I said, hey, man, tell me something good because I'm working on a message and doing some stuff. I've seen him at work and I'm thinking about this and I'm talking to the guys at work get the message all week long. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. They're going back away. And I said, hey, man, the guy come in, I hadn't seen him in a while. I said, tell me something good, brother. He said, man, ain't nothing good. I said, ain't nothing good. And I'm going to tell you what, I went Jesus on him, man, I did. I just, little buck Jesus. I said, uh, <laughs> first thing popped in my mind. But anyway, I said, hold on a second. I said, didn't about this time last year, I was praying for you because you had surgery and you didn't know if you were going to walk again? Oh, that was you, right? Yeah. I said, how's that attractive wife you got doing? She's doing good. I said, she's still working, right? Yeah. That's good. Hey, you know what? They saved your job after that. Didn't even know if you were going to be able to come back. But aren't you working today? Yeah. Well, see, now I went to meddling, right? I said, I was just curious because I'm thinking there's probably a couple of good things there. And after that, he goes, yeah, I guess, guess it ain't as bad as I made it. I said, man, sometimes we just got to look up a little bit. 
We've got to look in the mirror. We've got to look in the word and we've got to refresh our brains on those things. If you continue to keep rehearsing the hurt and pulling the scab off, guess what? You've got an open wound all the time. And guess what else is going to happen? You're going to start finding your circle. It starts getting small. Because they're going to see you coming in and go, hey, how you doing? All right, yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> just going to go, whoop. But if you want to impact lives, keep filling your heart with the word of God. And you watch it roll out. Let's keep on going. Colossians 4.2. You can write these down, put them on your refrigerator, and get them in your heart. Devote yourself to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. I said, man, we need to embrace each gift from God. Each day is a gift. Matter of fact, put it this way. Embrace each day as a gift from God, not a sentence from Satan. That's something good right there if you want to think about it. We thought, oh, man. I tell you what. Now, I do. You guys are pretty, pretty awesome, man. I'll get, a, I'll get quite a few phone calls. Hey, it's a good day. It's going on, praying, all this. But I tell you, as a rule in the world, not many people call the pastor and go, woo, everything's going good. It's, woo, my dog's lost. I ain't got a job. I got this going on. You know, all these things that I know they're true. But at the same time, when you try to bring them back, hey, you know what? Man, I got to have this, but you got insurance, right? Yeah. Hey, I got to go to the doctor's office, but you know what? You got a car to get there, right? Hey, you, you know what I mean? Try to do, and, and it takes time to start doing that. But guess what? When we start doing that, it starts becoming a habit, and it starts changing our attitudes. And guess what? If your attitude is open to the things of God, you'll receive more of the things of God, amen? You'll start being on, going on and go, wow, that's all right. Again, I want y'all to hear, I am never minimizing some of the tough things people go through. There's people in this room who's been through things I've never been through. There's things I've been through as well. But I tell you what, we have a choice how we respond, amen? And he tells us, devote yourself to prayer. Keep alert. Man, I tell you, we need to continue to keep our eyes on the Lord. Look at this, Philippians 2.14. Do all things, and I love this. This is the amplified version. It really breaks it down. Look at this here. It says, do all things. It did say some things. One thing, it said all things without grumbling and finding fault and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourself. Man, has this ever happened at y'all's house? Hey, man, can you get the trash? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's full of money. Can you get it now? Yeah. <laughs> I had to clean this house in town when I get home. <laughs> Dad said no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But we can be like that. My dad used to call it the snake. All right, I'm going to give you a little, little background here. My dad would ask me something, I'd go, he said, hey, look, I need you, you know, you're going to cut the grass. And one day he says, I'm done with that snake. I was like, what snake? He said, every time I ask you something, you go, Shh. of course, he didn't have but three teeth, so he went, he sounded like a muskrat on steroids. I said, that's good. I'll get the trash. <laughs> but we don't even realize. Boy, your body will tell on you. This thing don't lie. I've shared this with you all before. I love studying different things like this. And, and this is just a little something else. It might help you at your work, uh, at your relationships and everything else. If you're talking to somebody, you're having this conversation, what do you think the number one telltale sign is on your body about when they want to get ready to leave? People going to say, the, the eye? The what? Oh, Anthony's on it. You hear what he said? He said, your feet. They've done studies after study after study. You think they're going this and they're going, okay, yeah. No, they say your feet. Your feet will start opening like this and start moving. <laughs> Next time you talk to somebody, if you're shopping with your wife and your husband's going, 
This way? He's ready to go. He might be going, yes, dear. Y'all be doing this tonight. Can I? We're ready. Just trying to help you. But I thought about that. But what about that in the Bible? See, our feet are real fast to follow all types of things. But you know what? Isn't that amazing? They said, oh, now this is a study. They did this over and over and over. I would have thought your eyes or, you know, you're looking over here. But they say that it, it's just, it's crazy that the specific time that people do that when they're about done. They just go like that. It probably help you on your job. When you're still talking to your boss and he does this with his foot. And uh, yeah, I'll get back with you. It might help you. What does that have to do with this? You know what? What's in your heart starts coming out your mouth, coming out your body, everything else. So really, biblically, it's about your heart. But why are we doing all this grumbling? Because you know why? It's about our heart condition. I can't believe I got to do that. I got guys that I work with. I can tell, hey, you know what? I, got, I hit the lottery. I got a million dollars. And then they go, you mean we got to count it? <laughs> you going to pay us overtime to count it? Just saying, meet all kinds, right? Well, let's keep on going because I know all, all of us don't do that in this room, right? Lord, pray for us. Here we go. <laughs> Romans 5.15, it says, Now may the, good, the, the God who gives endurance and encouragement allow you to live in harmony with one another according to the command of Christ Jesus, man. The Bible tells us so much about our attitudes, like I said, I just grabbed a few. But if you look at this here, it's not a suggestion. Let's read it again. Now, may the God who gives endurance, so he's going to give us the strength, and encouragement allow you to live in harmony. Harmony, working together, sounding good, right? With one another according to the command of Christ Jesus. He didn't say according to the suggestion. When you feel like it, when everything's going good, when the kids are getting straight A's, when your bunion don't hurt, whatever, it says all the time. So guess what? That tells me there is a choice for us to make. And I tell you what, that's why we got to renew our minds with stuff too. Everybody doing good? How many people going to do this daily, right? Amen. Uncle Carl, praise God. That's it. <laughs> I know y'all were saying it in your heart though. Let's keep on going. So look at this. I want to talk about God's ingredients for blessing. Amen. The first thing is this. Faith, hope, and love. Let's break that down. Give you some scripture with this. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things that will last how long? Forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. When God says forever, he means forever. And he says that will last forever. I said, there's so many things we get wrapped around the wheel, but it doesn't have a long-term effect. We get all wrapped around all types of things. What's new and shiny? You know? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. When we first opened the church, you couldn't get anybody in here. A week later, we're like, hey, we got room. Because we're like, hey, what's going on in there? What's happening? You know? Shiny and new. How many people are grateful for folks that stick to the stuff in their life. That they still, they stick with, even when you blow it, they just keep on loving you. Even when you, when you say the wrong things, they keep loving you. Even if you play the wrong chord, they just keep on loving you. Can I get an amen? I'm doing all right with that. 
But I, I, I tell you what, you've got to look at yourself sometimes and go, man, am I going to let things paralyze me or am I going to let things turn around and help prioritize things in my life? When I start looking through my life, I go, you know, am I giving this too much real estate in my heart? You say, what do you mean about that? You hear different things all the time. Why is it this, this the way it works? Kevin, I like that shirt. Man, that's good. Man, them shoes are good. Man, your truck is clean. But you know, you talk a lot. <laughs> the only thing he might hear is he talks a lot. You know, I'm just kidding. Because ain't nobody talking more than me. I think I was safe with that. <laughs> you can hear all the good stuff. And you hear one little thing. And, they, and they come, I can't believe Buddy told me I talk a lot. I can't believe. He's always talking. He's talking all the time. He's still talking now. Right? <laughs> you didn't hear anything else. You didn't hear anything else. We focus on the negative, what would happen if we, we had that mind, mindset right there? It was, I'm just going to pick the positive, right? Look at that. That could change a whole lot of things in our life. And I guarantee you, it would probably help your marriage. Amen. So all these truths that the Lord gives us, it has the ability to change our situation. That's something the Lord gave me this week, and I just wrote it down. I said, each day God gives us, holds the ingredients, ingredients for the miraculous. Have you ever thought about that? Each day. God sprinkles grace in your life. Each day, God sprinkles life in your life, breathes life into your situation. I don't even think we even understand how gracious God is just to get us up in the morning, to give us a place to come and, and worship, to give us jobs, to give us food and, and different things like that. But you know what? How much time do we really thank him for now, I tell you what, we usually have, if we get in a tight spot, boy, we're all about God, aren't we? Somebody say amen. I'm preaching to anybody, just me. Oh, when things get bad, boy, we got this and we're like this. How you doing? Oh, I don't know, honey. He said, let me see that. What is that? Oh, it's your Bible. I couldn't make it out with all that dust on it. Yeah. And I've said it before. How many people have been to somebody's house and got that coffee table Bible? You know the one I'm talking about. Take two boys and a man to open it up. Used to go to a guy's house and he had one of those on there. And it's like, don't touch it. It's the word of God. I was like, I think we're supposed to read it. Well, I read it sometimes. No, he said, I look at it. And then it's got all the, you know, it's got the where Aunt Edna passed away and Uncle Joe and all this. And you can't, you can't open it. You, you, you got to stand back. So they got a respect of it. I guess that's good. But it's, it's not to keep you away. It's to draw you in closer to start reading it, right? Open that thing up, man. I tell you what. Whew. I love, you know, when Angela shares with us, she got a little Bible that she's had for a long time. I mean, that baby is wore down. And she loves that Bible. Because she's got tears in there. She's got prayers in there. She's got promises in there. She's seen things come around. There. That's, that right there means something. See, when you think that the Bible was just a book, you have been surely mistaken. It gives life. It gives wisdom. It gives peace. It gives joy. Every problem that we will ever come across, we can run it through that Bible. Oh, but it's outdated. No. Oh, yeah, but they just don't understand. No, the Lord understands. He's on the scene. So look at this. Take a look at this here. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. 
And if you look at this, the enemy loves you just to feel complacent. I am not happy with a ho-hum life. My sons tell me all the time, man, you just need to sit down for a while. I'm like, no. Last night, I come up here at 10 o'clock. I was jamming through the songs last night. Yeah, going with it. Denise is like, are you all right? Yeah, I'll be home in a little bit. Because I'm getting ready. Just like if I didn't. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I get to go to church tomorrow. It's not like, man, I got to go to church tomorrow. I get to go to church tomorrow. I can't wait to share this message. Lord, I can't wait to see what you're going to do in this message if I just get out of the way. Because you know what? I'm not happy sitting on the sidelines of life and just letting the devil just go, well, he, he ain't no, he ain't no threat, threat. I sat on the sidelines of life for 30 years, man. 30 years. But I'm not, I, I've got to pedal to the metal now. Not because I have to, because I desire to. That's what God did in my life. And he's still doing things in my life. How about you? I'm thinking, man, I have been through some tough times. Not a lot. You guys have been through 10 times worse, probably. But I'm grateful for the Lord bringing me through those things. Man, I'm telling you, when I turn around and look around, I'm grateful my mom's 90 years old, man. I am blessed to see her. You know, I go over there all the time, back and forth, everything else. I can say, man, I just don't want to go. There's times my body doesn't want to go. I have been to Buckrow so many times in the last eight years, I can drive it like this. But let me tell you something. Lord, thank you for that privilege of going to see my mama. I love it. I love it. But you know what? What about just getting up? What about starting your day? There's ingredients in there that God's got for a blessing, for you to be blessed and you to be a blessing. Let's keep on rolling. I said, don't wait until tomorrow to make a difference. That's why God gave you today. Oh, the enemy loves you to be complacent, you know. Just be complacent. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Just going to take it easy a little bit. Y'all ain't got to be nowhere, do you? Right? Just take a little time. Y'all think I'd lost my mind if I did that, didn't you? Someone said, I probably could understand you better. <laughs> but you know what? Y'all laughing way too hard on that one. <laughs> but you know, sometimes I understand we need to catch a breath. I understand we need to rest in the Lord. But I also know this. We need to be diligent about sharing our faith. We need to be diligent about digging in his word. We need to be diligent about getting with the program for Christ. Went to the hospital yesterday to visit somebody. And I'm always watching when I'm walking down the halls. I'm like, because if I see somebody needs to pray for, I'll be like, jump right over there. I will say it's probably a good idea to read the sign before you go pray for somebody, as Miss Tiny reminded me, you're not supposed to be in there. Oh, they're contagious. Lord, we definitely got to pray now. <laughs> I was in the hospital one time. I said, hey, how you doing? I said, I don't know. I said, I'll be right back. They're like, don't go in there. Don't go in there. I already went in there. Oops. God's good. But I got ready to leave. And I noticed when I, when I came in, I saw an uh, uh, older lady sitting there. And she smiled. I smiled. I said, how you doing? I came back. And I said, uh. When I walked out, she's the only one, and she's smiling again. And I said, hey, ma'am, how you doing? She said, I'm doing okay. I said, do you need anything from inside, anything? She said, no, honey, I'm just taking a break and enjoying the day. That really did something to my heart. She's outside of the emergency room 
And she found something to enjoy about the day. She said, it's beautiful out here, isn't it? She said, it's some of the best weather we've had in a while. She was picking the positive. Now, I don't know many people say, oh, hey, let's go for a walk. Sit in the entrance of the emergency room, just hang out. They got a good breeze there. You'll hear that. What I'm saying is, in the midst of that, she was able to find something positive. Now, I don't know what was going on. She didn't offer it. I didn't push. I just said, hey, you know what? Isn't that something? And you know what I said? Susan went up. I said, ma'am, I got a funny feeling. You know somebody I know. She said, you think I do? I said, oh, I know you do. You do? Who is it? I said, Jesus. She said, you know I do. I said, I could tell the way you were smiling. Not many people were smiling at the entrance of the emergency room. This lady was smiling because she knew the deal. What about us? Do we know the deal? Why do we wait to make a difference? Man, complacency will kill you, boy, won't it? See, the enemy just wants to say, wait, just wait a little bit longer. Just wait till you get this. How about this? How about living life? I know guys that I worked with over the years. I had a guy that's always stuck in my mind. He said, man, I, I said, you're going to do any vacation? No, we can't do that. I'm putting money back. Save it. Go do this, everything else. Because when I get to retiring, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I'm thinking, how do you know you're going to make it that long? I'm not saying be reckless. I'm saying enjoy each day. But he was so focused down here that he wasn't living right here. Y'all with me? Now, I believe we could get focused on things of heaven, but that'll help us live down here like this. Because we know as believers in Christ, if somebody rejects the Lord and they die, where are they going? Come on, somebody. They're going to hell. I can't believe he said that. There's no other place. There's heaven or hell. And if you would reject the only way to heaven, guess what? You default to hell. I said this the last couple of weeks. It's amazing to me that people, when I do funerals and talk to them about their family and everything else, they think that their, their, their loved one or their self will default, take their last breath, live any way they want, reject the Lord, and then they're going to, they're going to heaven. That's, that's not it. You don't earn your way there. You don't buy your way there. You, by faith, by grace you say through faith, not that of yourself, it's a gift to God. You've got to receive the gift. So if you're listening right here today, receive the gift. If you're here today and you never received the gift, by faith, put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the deal. But then we walk it out. How many believers we got here today? Hands, 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 good. How is God using your today? How will you let God use your today? To be a difference for somebody else's today or tomorrow. I'm so grateful for somebody sharing their faith with me. They came outside the church on Halloween night in 1995. I wasn't going knocking on the church door. I was, I was probably still running from God, everything else. But somebody cared enough because they knew the big picture. That they need Jesus, right? No, you need Jesus. And ever since then, I thought, Lord, that's what I want you to do in my life. I want you to tell people about Jesus. I want to be a mirror of Christ to people. I want to make sure that you know what, that they don't miss it. Things can change in an instant. But you know what? We only think when things change in an instant, it's for the bad. You know how long it took me to get saved? Same length of time you did when I put my faith and trust in Jesus. Boom! In the family. That's it. Didn't have to sign up for nothing. Didn't have to go to anything. I didn't have to get my hair cut. I didn't have to do anything. He says, I love you right where you are. While we were yet sinners, Christ died 
for us. Somebody say amen. amen. See, that's good news. That's good news. You don't have to clean up. You don't have to, 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 to raise up. All you got to do is look up and put your faith and trust in him. That's the message. But you know what? Why do we put it off? We keep putting it off. Oh, it's going to be a better day. Look at this. I said each day comes with promises and possibilities. And let's just be honest. They come with problems too. Each day comes with promises, possibilities, and we'll put problems there too. But if you know the promises and you're aware of the possibilities, it will help minimize the problem. It'll get your eyes on the promises. It'll get your eyes on the possibilities. See, when I think of possibilities, I think about hope. You see people, I looked this up the other day. They said in 2017, 129 suicides a day. That's when you lose hope. That's when you lose the possibilities. That's when you need somebody to come on and say, look, man, we're going to make this thing through here. We're going to keep our eyes on the Lord. I tell friends all the time, I say, I am not a counselor. I'm a preacher, and I'm your brother in the Lord, and I will encourage you in the Lord. There's people gifted in counsel and everything else, but I will tell you this. I can encourage you in the Lord, and this is what the Lord says. Keep that Bible open. Keep that on your, on your heart. And speak the word of God because that's the whole deal. When we stop looking at the promises, that's when we start getting overwhelmed. And the Lord wants us to be urgent about sharing our faith. I said, what would happen? Look at that last one. I said, what would happen if you decided to live a life that way? Do you know the impact you'd have on your family? You know the impact you'd have on your workplace? You know the impact you'd have on your children, on your workmates, on your boss and everything else? I've seen it. How many know everybody can have a bad attitude for a season? A few years ago, I had a, a kind of bad attitude. There was a lot of changes at work. How many people love change? None. 35 years, I didn't want no changes. I just want, I'll just do what I'd always do and I want to go home, you know. But change wasn't coming. And so when I was out with my knee surgeries and stuff, the Lord slowed me down enough to let me know, you might want to listen to uh, some of your sermons. That's why I say I'm preaching to myself. And I decided through all what the Lord was showing me, I had two choices. I could find the joy in the job I got, or I can get another one. Well, I wasn't ready to go get another one. So I start changing my attitude about everything. You know what, you know what I adopted? Yes is the answer. So when they come to me and say, hey, man, can you do that? I say, yeah, man, I, I believe we got everything. Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can to do. Yes is the answer. Which means I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen, just like you said. And if I got a problem, I'll come back with you, but, but yes is the answer. You know what? If I happen to go to my boss's office, I'm thinking one thing. Buddy, you're doing good. Why? Because yes is the answer. Because they ain't going to say, well, they said you wouldn't do this job, or you wouldn't do this, or you didn't finish. No. I said in my mind that, you know what, the Lord has blessed me with this job to take care of my family and to, you know what, to be an impact to those I work with. I share some Jesus at work. I meet truck drivers coming in all the time. I have led many people to the Lord sitting on the back of a truck. Don't ever think that this pulpit right here is the only place that God will use you because he'll use you anywhere that you'll let him. Amen. He'll lose, use you anywhere because there's promises and possibilities. But you know what? God refuses to waste things in our life. Everybody goes through different things. And God can use them 
for a time such as this. And each generation has some amazing gifts. You know, a lot of times, have you ever, ever thought about this? I think the generation that you are, that we are, I think we were the best last generation sometimes. We do. I can't understand this generation, this, this younger generation. Everybody that's ever came out of the last generation looks back and says that about the other generation. But I want to tell you this. There's some amazing things that these young folks could do. But you know what? What can we do to pour into them, to encourage them? That's why I think it's great to have a mentor or two or three or four. That's why I'm always talking to folks. I'm always asking questions. I go to lunch with all types of folks doing all types of backgrounds. I want to know what they're thinking about. I want you to tell me something. What's going on? How did you figure this out? What's going on here? How did you do this in business? Hey, what did the Lord show you when you were going through there? Making relationships and learning from people. Because with your kids, right? Don't you tell them, say, hey, look, I just want to tell you this so you don't have to go through what I went through. Right? That's how we do. Say, look, I love you. I'm just trying to tell you, you might not want to go down this road. Boy, my dad got smart when I got 30 years old. Anybody else dad get smart? Man, that poor guy. When I was 18, I didn't know. Oh, my gosh, mom, I'll keep an eye on him. Right? Man, I was so, I was so wrong. 20 years old, dad's starting to, I'll consider what he said. 25, man, he got another one right. 30, I was calling. Hey, dad, what do you think about this? What do you think? Because one thing I knew is that I knew my dad loved me. And I knew that he was going to tell me the best of his ability what he had saw. Now, that's just a human dad. My dad had faults, flaws, just like anybody else, just like I do, you do. Now, how much more can your heavenly father whisper to you? How much more do you think that he's capable of loving you? How much more when he says, hey, look, don't worry about this. There's enough worrying today. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about this. I've got you covered. You know what? Those are the ingredients that God sprinkles in our life each day. And you know what? I, I wrote this down. I said, this, look at this here. I said, you know, if we're going to live this life out like God wants us to, it's going to take some effort. It's going to take some grit and it's going to take some heart. I said, you will either use, abuse, or waste this day. I'm going to read that again. You will either use abuse or waste this day the choice is yours i don't like wasting my days i really don't i've said it before i'll go to sleep and wake up and think man i wanted to do that i will get up and work on a song in, in my pajamas and i because i'm thinking oh man i wanted to learn that i want to try to figure that out i keep the windows down Nobody's going nobody to be scared. There's just different things in my mind. I'm talking, I still want to live some life. I'm not willing to leave anything on the table. Now, I'm not telling you you've got to get up and say, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to wash the car at midnight. But I'm using that for example, that that's how God has gotten this in my heart so much. I don't want to leave anything behind. And I also, I don't know if y'all do this. Y'all ever replay the day at night? You lay down, you think, and you say your prayers, and you listen to everything else. And you're wondering why somebody responded a certain way or maybe why you responded a certain way. And you think, oh, I didn't never look at it from their side of this coin. Wow, that's an eye opener. I never really thought that. You know, sometimes we just got to step back and let God do a little work in our life. So let's keep on going. Everybody doing good so far? So what matters? Does the word of God take precedence in your decision making? Everybody says, oh, yeah, buddy, I'm a Christian. You know it does. Really? How many people does the word of God really take hold in your life before you make decisions? 
some days. We're just being honest. Because you know I was going to set you up if you raised your hand, right? <laughs> yes! Then I would say, why do you worry? Right? Why do we worry? But we know it should. Let's be honest. We know it should. And maybe through today, some story or something was shared there, some scripture today, will ignite in your heart and say, you know what? I really need to, to think about how God would want me to respond in this area. I really want to know, God, how do you want me to, to, to respond? What really matters? What about this? Are you renewing your mind with the word of God? Y'all know this scripture. I use it all the time. Romans 12 too. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God gives us the tools. What I see sometimes is we run, run around and live life with our spiritual tool belt with a hole in the bottom. Or maybe don't even put anything in it. Do you put the word of God in there? Do you, do, you, do you turn around and you put prayers in there and hope in there? Encouragement in there? Love in there? Faith in there? How about this? Got any forgiveness in your bag? That'll bust right out the bottom, won't it? One of the things that I think that's helped me over time is when I draw close to God, and let me tell you, I'm a work in progress, Amen. When I think about how much God has forgiven me, man, I could bust out crying. I'm not saying I was an axe murderer, okay? But I'm just telling you, God knows our thoughts, our actions, everything. And one day we're going to have to give account for all that. The good news is that the blood of Christ has canceled out all our sin debt. But I want to finish big. How about you? I want to hear well done, good and faithful service. You know, that's why sometimes you've got to preach on the hard stuff. I'm not going to get there and he goes, well, you never told him about judgment day. You never told him that I'm going to make him give an account of their life. You never told him that. I give you opportunities. You did 600, 000, you know, sermons and you never told him. No, I don't want to sign up for that. So I want to tell you today that God loves you. That he paid our sin debt in full. That there's one way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But it's by grace, through faith you say. Not that of yourself. It's a gift of God. Putting our faith and trust in that. Realizing this. You can't make enough money to buy your way to heaven. You can't do enough good things. You can't help enough people. You can't show up at church enough. You can't vacuum the church, clean the windows and everything else at church and think you're going to go to heaven. It's not going to happen. Matter of fact, I can help you with that. That will not get you to heaven. But when you call on the name of Jesus, he says, I will seal you with my spirit. When you turn, when we repent, turn from our sin and turn to him. Now, I want to help you with this because this is one thing I was like, I was overwhelmed when I heard all this when I come to the Lord. It's like, that means I'm never going to sin again? No. No. Oh, does that mean I can live any way I want now? No. It means, you know what? It should bug me in my heart when I miss the mark. And I should be quick to turn from that and go, Lord, I need some help in this area of my life. I need some help in this negative attitude. I need some help when I, I, when I, I just don't want to uh, do what you've asked me to do. I, I need some help in these areas. And God will start showing us and start pouring in us and put people in our life to encourage us 
to keep moving in the right place. See, that's why we come to church to get charged up. We don't come here and then we go and forget about it. This right here, I always say the service starts when we hit the door, man. That's when the service starts. Take what you got here and run with it. Pack it in and say, hey, man, you know what? You go out to eat. How many people are going to go out to eat? I know better than that. How many people are going to go out to eat? Good. Where y'all going, Uncle Larry? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'll just say, where y'all going? I might want to go. But you know, hey, maybe it starts right there. Maybe with your waitress. Maybe not cussing the guy out that took your parking spot. Just saying. If you got to keep the promise bomber stick, it'd be nice. I'm just being real. Because you know what? Sometimes, time, the further we get away from the church house sometimes, the less impact we allow this to have on us. But the truth is, you notice I said allow. Because God will cultivate this message and any message in his word in our heart as much as we allow it and as much as we want it to. Renew your mind so we know what God wants. Look at this. Sometimes I think we just got to set the pace. This is a little something I come across I thought was really cool. If y'all want to write this down, I think it will help us in our walk with the Lord, okay? So start about setting the pace. Take the P here. Start with praise in the morning. Start with praise in the morning. Are you thankful when you wake up? Lord, thank you so much that you give me another day. That you've given me an opportunity today, Lord, to, to, to be your hands and your ears and your mouthpiece or whatever. Lord, you've given me an opportunity today to make a difference because you know what? Every day matters. Every day matters. Man. Walk through that hospital. Walk through the emergency room. Let me tell you what. Every time I go through there, the Lord just starts cultivating in my heart. I hate to say it, but guess what? Some people ain't coming out of there. A lot of people probably are not coming out of there. They're going right out of there to the ground. Well, thanks, buddy, for bringing us down. No, I'm bringing the real stuff out. So today, make your today count. So we're going to start praising the Lord. How about this? Accept the gift of a new day. I think about Miss Georgia. I probably won't get it right. She said many days. It said, oh, what is it? Oh, Lord, it's another day. Or, oh, Lord, it's another day. You know, I don't got it just right, but I know what she's telling me a while back. It's so good. You know, whoo, thank the Lord it's a new day. Oh, man, it's a new day. It's all about how we look at it. Half full, half empty. I'm going to tell you what. When we look at that cross, we're going to see it all full. Full of all our sin and all our, 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 our shortcomings were laid on the body of the Lord Jesus Christ and crucified for you and me. And when he comes back, he's not coming back to die on the cross again. He's coming back for us, the church. Not the building. The people that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The ones that say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I put my faith and trust in that. Uh, the finished work of the cross. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to you. You said, buddy, you spend a lot of time on that. Yes, I do. Because that's going to change your life. That's what's going to change your life. That's going to change your spiritual destination. Now, let me ask you a question. If you live to be 90, do you think that's a long time? How about 95? Do you hear 95, 95, 95, 95? If you live to be 100, do you think that's a long time? Let's go 120. 120. My mom, I love my mom. She said, you know what? I'm 90 years old. I said, you're doing good, Ruthie, baby. I said, I think we ought to go for three digits. She said, no, nah, I ain't up for that. <laughs> I'm not up for that. I don't know what that means. I think that means I know the Lord and whenever he's ready, I'm ready. 
But the reason I said, let's go back to that 120. I'm 54. That's still the ways out. But that is nothing compared to eternity. That's nothing. So I get all wrapped up around the wheel. Oh, I don't, you know, hey, you know, hey, I'll tell you what, when you're 40, when you're a kid and somebody's 40, you know the old man that lives down the street? Y'all remember that answer? You know, who is he? Uh, he's, uh, he's the old man that lives down the street. I got to tell you this story. This is something else. People always watch it all the time. I think they try to set you up. I went yesterday. Somebody in my family had a birthday today. And so I did a little shopping. And so while she was doing a few things, I'm narrowing it down since there's only one girl in the family. Let's go ahead. So I went, I went to this little place in town. I love going there. Little, little uh, place in town. Denise likes to shop there. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and get a gift card. And of course, I know, I know you. I said, she said, your name's Buddy, right? I said, yeah. She said, I see you uh, on Facebook all the time. And she's going to crawl under the chair, but I got to tell you this because this is funny. He said, you're married to the real pretty wife, aren't you? And I thought, I'm going with yes. Because <laughs> I don't know if there's any cameras in here. Yes. I don't know if we're talking about the same one, but mine's pretty. That's good. But you know what? What do you want to say? What did you want me to say? No, man. <laughs> No way. I ain't saying that. I'm just like, uh-huh. And I went like this. I said, it's this one. She just, oh, yeah, yeah, this is it. I said, okay, everything's good. But I thought that was funny because people are always watching. People are always talking. People are always doing. I think that was going to be set up. I don't think she meant anything about it. I say, I'm thinking yes might be the right answer. And it is. But see, a lot of times, have you really accepted your gift? And are you walking in that? Because somebody might ask you, what do you believe? Are you going to say, yeah, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Or are you going to go, well, see, I could have given him, well, yesterday. That would not have been healthy, right? This right here, I'm talking about eternity. Have you accepted the gift of the new day? Man, you, hey, you can sit on the sidelines of life. You can turn around. You can just sit there and not do anything with it. But I, I, I believe if we commit the day to the Lord, we'll see something. Are you committing the day to the Lord? You say, how do I do that? There's a lot of different ways. You've already shown some commitment today. He said, you know what? I'm going to church. That's what I'm doing. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get up and go to church. Now, what are you going to do with that? You're going to take anything that maybe the Lord spoke to your heart today? Maybe make a course correction? Maybe do something there? Or maybe share that with somebody else? Here's the last thing I'm going to bring it home. We can embrace the grace and the promises. Embrace that. It's hard to embrace the grace and the promises of God if you got that shovel lip, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Man, do you realize how much God loves you? Do you realize the sacrifice? How many people got kids? Okay, I'm going to go further than that in a minute, and I'll get real stupid when I go to grandkids, great-grandkids. You sacrifice for your kids, right? You do. You love them. All you want them to do is appreciate it. All right, here we go. Next level. How many people got grandchildren? I ain't even going to ask you to do sacrifice for them, because you know you do. You would do stupid stuff for your grandkids. Me and Brian was talking a little bit back, and you know, I had two boys, he had two girls and stuff like that. And then he said, would, would you let Addie, uh, your granddaughter, paint your fingernails? I said, she can do whatever she wants. And Brian was laughing, he said, yeah, when my girls come along, I was a little bit younger. He said, no, he said, no, nah, I don't even care. I'm secure. <laughs> You'll do crazy stuff. You'll be crawling around on the floor with your kids, everything else, you know, doing stuff like that. Oh, man, isn't it great? You love them babies, man. You do some crazy stuff. I used to get in trouble all the time because when the boys would go to bed, I wasn't ready to go to bed. Denise said, you need to leave them alone. I said, no. 
So when Denise go to bed, I would crawl. <laughs> I would do the commando crawl in there and reach up and grab Jesse's arm. Hey, you want to play? <laughs> so far, we ain't had no therapy, but it's pretty good. But <laughs> they get it back to me, too. Mm-mm. But I just love to be with them. God loves to be with them. I embrace that time. Oh, I embrace that time. See, and, and I, I share something else. See, kids like to play too. And see, a lot of times as an adult, you don't want to play when they want to play. You know where I'm going with this? Jesse, what did you used to tell me? Dad, you just like old wet paint, dry paint. Don't want to play. What was it, Jess? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dry paint. Oh, he's calling me out now. See, he's reverse psychology. Now he knows I'm going to play because I want to be out there. I want to embrace those things. I want to do those things. I just bring in some of those crazy little stories. You know what? Because it's life. It's life. Y'all want to pray for something? You can pray for me and my family anytime you want. I appreciate that. Because you know what? We're still walking in this. We're still learning this. We're still figuring it out. But I'm going to tell you one thing we did figure out a long time ago. The grace of God is bigger than the sin in my life. Amen? And I'm grateful for that. That the, the sacrifice of Christ settled everything. And let me tell you, that's freeing right there. And will you still do some crazy stuff? Yeah. We still act silly sometimes? Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what. There's nothing better to figure out this. That God has a plan for our life. And his number one plan is for you and me to come to the saving knowledge of his son. I'm going to bring it home with this. I wrote a few things down here. And I said many folks let their day be ruined by two things. Here's the answer. Yesterday and someday. Yesterday's guilt, remorse, regret, and sin. They can't see past their past, and the devil continues to hold that over them over and over. And then you got, someday I'm going to do that. You know, someday I'm going to give my life to the Lord. Someday I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins. Someday I'm going to stop this. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to start Bible study. Someday I'm going to start going to church. Have y'all ever, ever had that? I got a lot of friends that are some days. They're still my friends. I'm just saying, that's, that's someday they're going to do it. I've got a lot of friends in my life that are yesterday. They allow their past to strangle the life out of their today. Don't do it. That's why Jesus died, to give you forgiveness of that. So if you're here today, we kind of find ourselves at, at maybe on, on, on two sides of that camp. But you know what? God's got a remedy for that. It's called forgiveness. I want to hit this again. Life is filled with choices. It's filled with choices. You can believe what I tell you today or you don't. You can receive what I tell you today or you don't. You can open your Bible today or you don't. You can ask the Lord to come into your life or you don't. All right? That doesn't change the truth of who he is. Just because your response. He's still going to be who he is. My prayer is that our response will be, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When I say yes is the answer, doesn't, doesn't mean I'm the hey boy at work and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means, you know what? See, this is what they don't understand. My yes means, yes, Lord. I want them to see you through me. Yes, Lord, I want you to use my life in a way on my workplace, in my family, in the emergency room, at the food line, at the Taco Bell, wherever it is. Because when we become a child of God, he puts his spirit in our life.
conceals us. And any of y'all that have been walking with the Lord any amount of time know that nudge. When the Lord says, don't do that, or go this way, or say that, or don't say that. But what happens is the way of the world has a way of turning up the volume. And if you don't turn up the way of the word, you won't hear it. So I, I pray that this is not the only time that you grow in your faith, not on Sundays. Not on just some days, but be the everyday believer. Be the everyday student of the word of God. We got Bible study on Tuesday. That's great. Come on down. We got church every Sunday. Come on down. But what about those other five days? Don't just sit there and let the devil eat your lunch. There are so many things now that you could do. There's different reading plans. There's apps on the phone. You can go back and listen to some of the sermons and stuff that we have. All those different things are there. I'm trying to give you every tool that I know to grow you deeper in your faith because I love you. And because God's called us for sharpening iron. Iron sharpens iron. Hey, man, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice on it and be glad. Find somebody with a frown. Maybe you can speak into their life and encourage them. You can't fix all their problems. And, and let me tell you something. My happiness is not based on, on what you do. You know what I mean? It's not your problem to make me happy. It's not my problem to make you happy. Here, here it is. It's, it's my calling as a believer in Christ to get you the word of God. To get you the word of God. You got to make the decision. Everybody's got to make the decision. But I tell you what, Lord help us to be the message carrying folks that will encourage people to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want it good for you. I want you guys to know that you know that you know that when you take your last breath here, you take your first breath there. And, and this is not all about just going to heaven. It's about living out life for Christ for now. That's what's so cool. You need wisdom? God says he'll give you wisdom. You need peace? He says he'll give you peace. You need forgiveness? He's got it. You need love? He's got it. Unconditional love. Not just when your hair looks good. Not just when everything's good. Everything's right. He says, I love you because I love you because I love you. And I'm going to tell you what, friends. One thing I do see here, and I, I'm so grateful for this church family. Although we are far from perfect, we follow the one that is. And I see so many fingerprints of the Lord in your life. And it is amazing. Keep pushing on. Keep pressing in. And let's keep pointing people to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for today. Lord, I thank you for each one here, and I thank you for the message, and Lord, for the laughter and the fun and the, the different times we have, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's not that we're not serious. It's that we are so overwhelmed with the grace and the love and the joy that you've put in our life, Lord. It just got to spill out and spill over. So if somebody's here today that does not know you, I pray that today is the day they come to the saving knowledge of the Savior. I pray that today that they understand that all of sin and fall short of glory God that we personally missed the mark. But Lord, you made a way. We couldn't pay the fine. We couldn't, we couldn't get out of that by ourselves. But Lord, you loved us so much that you came willingly and you lived a life without sin so that you could be the perfect sacrifice and you are and you were and you always will be. And Father, today, if there's one here that does not know you, I pray that today is the day they call on your name for forgiveness of your sin and to walk with you. If you're listening today, you don't have to be in this place to know about Jesus. He's everywhere. 
So friend, if you're listening today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, today is the day. Don't wait till tomorrow. Eternity is way too long and this life is way too short. We need to know the Savior and his name is Jesus. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Turn from your sin, repent, turn to him, put your faith in the death, burial, and the shed blood of Christ and the resurrection of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.